Welcome back to the Came From Disney Plus podcast, and this episode's going to be a little bit of a different format because time constraints are a thing. Yay, but, time constraints! <laughs> but for the first time ever, I think, I'm having another podcast host on... Well, not the first time ever, then I'm having another podcast host. I've been on your show before! <laughs> you have? I thought so, haven't I? I? I thought I've only been on your show. Oh, maybe, I don't know. I feel like I've only been on your show. Maybe. I don't know. It, it, it all blurs together. It's Chandler from the podcast Without a Cool Acronym. Will it Hello, ever get a, yes, I'm here. Will it ever get a cool acronym? No, it'll never get a cool acronym. Wow. <laughs> so this episode, uh, we planned for a very special reason. Chandler is a theme park worker, so we might as well do yes. an episode covering shows that have done their own. Let's go to a theme park bit. And all of these very recently, like, all of these aired this year, so uh, I'm, I'm very theme- happy as as a, as a Disney theme park worker to be seeing theme park rep in in these shows. One of these, of course, is actually based on a very real theme park that we'll get into very shortly. But uh, uh, And two of these episodes are also episodes of shows I'm planning on covering on my own podcast in the not-too-distant future, although Moon Girl will be a little more um, in the future because it's the third block of episodes. They had a weird episode order. Yeah, but also, like... Disney TVA in general has been referencing the parks a lot recently, which makes me think you know they it's are... almost it's almost like these animators and writers all like live in Los Angeles or something. Oh yeah, well true. I I but I also wonder if they're planning <laughs> if they're planning a show for Disney Plus that has characters from the parks. I you know they've been toying around with that for quite some time. They they were gonna do a show about like the popcorn um the little popcorn dudes that that are in disneyland that are on the popcorn carts at disneyland but that never happened they were going to do a haunted mansion show that never happened they've done countless theme park references in the wonderful world of mickey mouse and oh, well, that uh, sure obviously is. the ghost in molly mcgee is referenced to haunted mansion multiple times eventually it's just literally going to show the haunted mansion <laughs> well i mean molly's house kind of is already the haunted mansion isn't it true yeah well it is <laughs> It's the house with the with the ghost, but also like Brighton is just super super haunted for some reason. Oh yeah, nobody knows why it just is. There's just a, a large collection of ghosts there. Well, I mean, it's it's pretty old, so there's gonna be ghosts there. Well, yeah, but so are a lot of towns. True. <laughs> but uh, yeah. the first um, episode. So which, which episode were you wanting to start with? Because we're talking about three episodes here today. Yeah, we're gonna start with Hamster and Gretel because that's the one I liked the least. Okay. Well, and, and uh, for some reason, that was the one that's actually not on Disney Plus right now, and I oh, was yeah. very confused as to why it's not, because they haven't aired a new episode of Hamster and Gretel in several weeks. Um, actually, the most recent one that aired was probably my favorite episode that's aired since the Las Vegas one. And I'll, ha- I'll have to talk about the Las Vegas episode at some point, because I did like that one. Um, I think the stuff where they've actually kind of moved the plot forward has been good, but... I don't know. Other than that, I mean, I I was generally pretty positive when we first talked about the show, but since then, I feel like it's kind of just been I don't know. It's it's I don't think it's a bad show, but it's also definitely not one of my favorites. Which is, I mean, it, it says something that I do a podcast that is called the podcast without a cool acronym, literally based on 
um, uh, the name of the organization without a cool acronym from Phineas and Ferb, and I'm not chomping at the bit to cover the next series of episodes from Dan Poppenmeyer's new show. I feel like Dan, like maybe Hamster and Gretel was really affected by just Dan working on it. Yeah, I, but I can't, that can't be the only thing because it's not just him. It's never just him. Just like it was never yeah. just him and Swampy. There's a whole crew of people. It just feels like, I don't know. It feels, it feels like they were too ambitious with Milo yeah. and they took too many risks. And so with this one, they're trying to do some of the same things, but it's it's still not nearly as, it's it's much more safe. It's much more of a safe show. It's And this episode is just like, it's just we're doing a fair episode, and Milo already did that. Yeah, and I think Milo's was was definitely better. Uh, I did still like this one though. I did I did like the just the creativity of all the these Spy Kids, um, Spy Kids two contraptions. Oh yeah, the ones that Stuntman they... Carnival came up with. The ones that you literally, the the ones that they literally just CGI'd, and I think Six Flags Over Texas. Yeah, at Six Flags Over Texas. <laughs> that's what this basically. I mean, it's basically exactly what it is because it's a it's a theme park that's a traveling theme park, which you know that's not a thing. Um, that's owned by a stuntman. You you okay? There are traveling fairs and carnivals. A traveling theme park that is not a thing, at least to my knowledge. There's not a theme park that is like actually heavily themed that is like that. <laughs> No, immersion is not something you get with a, you can pack it up overnight. You can't pack it up on a trailer, at least not something on that scale. But it is an animated I don't know why show. it couldn't have, well, yeah, but I don't know why it couldn't have just been, this is a theme park that we're visiting, but I guess it's because it had to be something that Carolina didn't know about. Yeah. Otherwise it wouldn't have worked. Because basically the whole premise of the episode is that, um it, it's kind of a bait and switch from what you think is going to be what um is the is the more exciting part of the episode even though i don't think uh watching a landlord do repair work is really that exciting of an idea but basically um basically kevin and um and their dad are going to go to um uh, one of their tenants apartments and fix something while um gretel and carolina why can i not remember the dad's name it was david right the dad's name I is think david so, yeah yeah david and carolina so david and kevin are going to go fix something at the apartment i forget even what it was they were supposed to fix while um well, Carolina and Gretel are going to this strawberry festival, and Carolina's thinking it's just going to be, oh, we're just going to pick strawberries. Yeah, no, it's like we said, it's this Spy Kids 2 theme park. Um, speaking of Spy Kids 2, a random fun fact that I know, for all the shots where Batman and the Ride was in the frame, they could legally not show any sign that said Batman the Ride or showed any DC character. Well, of course not. Of course not. So there's a shot where the Batman and the Ride sign is just concrete, but it doesn't have any words on it. <laughs> isn't that the isn't that the one B and M they have at that park too? Isn't that like yeah. the only B and M they have at Six Flags Over Texas? How the hell did that happen? Why don't they have like a hypercoaster or something? Well, they have a hypercoaster, but it's not a good one. It's not it's not a B and M. It's the same as the Six Flags Mountain it's, one. Well, it Giovanola. was well B and M worked on it kind of. It was Giovanola. Wait, BNM made the track it was, it or was, something, right? Yeah, they they contracted on it, I think, along with a couple other Intamin coasters, like the the terrible space diver thing that that failed. 
Oh yeah, the the bulky train thing. Yeah, it's funny how many bad coasters they worked on before finding success. Oh yeah, they're just like we're not we're gonna we're gonna build a bunch of bad coasters and then we're gonna build two of the greatest because like they I think the U.S. has the the three greatest inverts right now: Montu, Alpengeist, and Banshee. Oh yeah, yeah. Which I I when I rode Banshee, I didn't think it was that. I've great, lost but... count of how many inverts I've gotten on. Um, at this point, but I've been on a fair amount, including like three Batman clones. I, I rode I rode Banshee right when I got to King's Island, and I did not like it. It was very rough. See, I don't remember Banshee being rough. I just remember thinking, okay, that was fun. What's next? <laughs> yeah, I only rode like, Banshee. It's good, but I don't know. I think I rode. I think every... I think for me, after you've ridden Montu, it's kind of like okay. Yeah, nothing can. Beat you know, Montu. they all kind of blend together. Nothing. Nothing can, nothing can beat Montu. Montu's. Or Alpengeist. Alpengeist and is pretty good. Alpengeist too. is great. Alpengeist is just rough, I think. Alpengeist needs new track or new trains yeah. or something. It needs new wheels. I it, don't know. what Whatever whatever they're doing with Montu, Montu's running great. Montu has always oh yeah. been fantastic. But that's also because Bush Garden's maintenance is top tier crazy. Oh, yeah. They, they do an amazing job. They really do. Pretty much every time you're there, a train is out for maintenance. Yeah, that's kind of always how it. I think they actually have three trains for Iron Gwazi, but because yes, they have three. Well, like, for I think Iron they have Gwazi. three trains for Iron Gwazi, but they're always working on one. They have twelve for Shikra. So eight. Really? Wow! Yeah, I didn't. They can. They can run up to eight. I how think. many can be on the track at one point? Like four or five, or, or I think probably six, right? Yeah, I think six. Two are in storage, and usually two are in the maintenance bay. Okay. So I think they have they have like that makes they, sense. They have like and they don't have twelve, but I think they have like n- nine. They have a lot. So Space Mountain typically runs twelve trains out of its fifteen. It only has fifteen. Well, on each track. Yeah, but the trains are numbered to like seventy-eight. Something like, I don't know how they come up with the numbering system. I worked there for what three years, and I still don't know how that works. <laughs> yeah, theme park train numbering systems are weird. We're really off topic, aren't we? That shows we're how still, interesting this episode of Hamster. We're, we're still talking was. about theme parks. Doofenshmirtz oh. shows up, and balloon. Yeah, so I think this episode they really wanted to comment on Doofenshmirtz's inclusion with my. Uh, hang on. I think they really wanted to comment on Doofenshmirtz's inclusion in Milan Murphy's Law here, because not only did they just have Doofenshmirtz show up unceremoniously, which is in stark contrast to how they did it with Milan Murphy's Law, where it was a big freaking deal that he showed up, because that kicked off the crossover. This is just like, yeah, he's just hanging out at the Strawberry Festival and happened to see Balloonie die. But, but then in Milo, he was literally like a character for like a long time. And that's the other thing is so basically, um, David and Ke- uh, sorry, uh, David and Kevin are at this lady's house just listening to her tell this story about how she met the love of her life. Um, meanwhile, Carolina's getting tired of all the insane stuntman theme park shenanigans, and uh, Gretel has them sign up for a demolition derby in a monster truck. Uh, which they win only because, like, because Carolina is driving. She doesn't want to actually hit any of the other cars, and um, Gretel ends up saving them from uh, getting crushed. 
and they end up winning by doing nothing. Yeah, like that's such like they. First of all, how many waivers? Would you also, have why to do sign? these monster trucks have turn signals? <laughs> that made me laugh. That was funny. You can't. You can't show. You can't show children on improper driving techniques. No, but, apparently not. This what is Zootopia? Imagine, imagine the thick packet of waivers you would have to sign for to do something like this. Oh yeah, there's no way. There is absolutely no way. This is like, I mean, that that is the kind of thing I love with animation is you can get away with stuff like this. But also, it's like, okay, if nothing makes sense, this does. I mean, again, this show isn't grounded at all. It's a freaking superhero comedy no. in the Dan and Swampy verse, but like. I, I I still like theme park jokes. Also, um, uh, Carolina says at one point during the demolition derby that it's it's just like we're in it's just like when we were in Florida. You mean at Disney World? <laughs> well, no, she's she's talking about the driving in Florida. Oh yeah, well yeah, same, um, same. But then, but then at the beginning of the episode, um, Gretel also says something about how. Uh oh, because uh, Carolina's a nurse, and she's like, "Oh, well, nurses just you know, um, apply band aids and give out lollipops." And she's like, "Oh, is that what I do?" Uh, and she, um, uh, ends up at the end of the episode saving multiple people from choking on the same strawberry, which keeps getting, um, coughed out, and and it it gets coughed out and lands into someone in someone else's mouth, and like it, this process repeats multiple times until it finally almost kills Jeff Strawberry, who's the the guy that the festival is named after, or the theme park is named after, rather. And he's already died, or almost died, like, 60 times, and it's, it's 61 now. Um, Six, he's almost, he's died as almost as many times as Disneyland's had birthdays. Uh, he's almost died 61 times, so. Um, and Jeff Strawberry's obviously very much like an evil Knievel kind of deal, something yeah. like that. Like, he's been... Then why didn't he, they do he the... He is way too old to still be doing this shit, and yet he is. I I love the Milo Murphy's Law ep- theme park episode a lot better. Uh, because, A, the Phineas and Ferb roller coaster shows back up for literally no reason. How long has it been up there? Well, it's it's continuity. It's continuity. It's, it's uh, and it's... Uh, the whole thing is that the roller coaster landed on Melissa's project. That was yeah. why she's afraid of roller coasters. It was a flashback. Yeah, but that means she was. I guess that puts the timeline for when it takes place. The timeline is just. It does not matter. The timeline <laughs> does not matter. If you think about the timeline, it just. No, it does not matter. Yeah, it just doesn't make sense. But another. The next. Um, ep- but then they. So at the end of. At the end of the episode. Um, they and and they, they won like a life size plushie of Jeff Strawberry at Which the Demolition Derby that they then have him sign. Yeah, that's a little weird. Uh, like imagine if they had life size Walt Disney plushies at <laughs> Disney World. I feel like I feel like Disney that would, be... would get so mad over that. Oh, that would be weird. That would be very weird. It would um, be weird. Right but then there. they do a joke at the end. They do a joke at the end where um where kevin and david are back at the house and then they turn to the they they, they turn and are like wait who's this and and um and jeff strawberry is sitting there and it does this um uh, does this fake sitcom intro uh where it's like he's 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 living in their garage and also he's a genie and it's like yeah we're not doing that and that to me 
felt like a pretty uh a pretty a pretty self-deprecating jab at how Doofenshmirtz was treated in Milo Murphy's Law. Yeah. He was just a cutaway gag for some reason. Yeah. And there is there's a larger um discussion I would like to have in the future about the Phineas and Ferb revival. Yeah, <laughs> uh, I'm, but I'm, I'm gonna table that for another day. I I have I expressed my thoughts in a previous episode. But yeah. the next episode uh is one of the most artistically creative shows I've ever seen come out of Disney in a long Just one time. of the best shows ever. Like just oh my god, this show is phenomenal. Like if if you are not watching Moon Girl and Devil Dinosaur, what are you doing? Please do. Go watch the it. Theme song, the oh my theme, god. The theme song strangely reminds me of this. The Magic Happens Parade theme from Disneyland. It I guess it's just the same like beat per minute. It's kind of a uh hip hop vibe. Yeah, I, but like even like I think it's just the beat per minute that sounds the same. Yeah. Yeah, I could definitely see that. Um but so also this episode is oh, hold on. Go ahead. I, we'll talk about this later, but in the episode, but this episode don't let your kids watch this episode in a dark room in the house. Because there are bits in this episode that yeah. are actually pretty scary. And I was like, how they- This episode feels like it could have been guest directed by Jordan Peele. Oh yeah, it it has us vibes, but also I mean the whole that whole fun house, I'm like, if I had a nickel for every time um uh, a Piece of media with a um, with a family of black protagonists had a creepy abandoned funhouse where life changing events happened. I'd have two nickels, which is not a lot, but it's weird that it happened twice. But also, this clown that is in this episode is terrifying. Yeah. Oh, they did a good job. Well, you know, one of the songs on the soundtrack, um, it's called "In the House," I do believe. Um, seems like it would be a great Halloween episode song. So I thought, oh, we're getting a Halloween episode like this year. That's cool. Well, now the season's over, and that song was just in like one episode for like yeah, fifteen seconds. And I love how I start watching the episode, and the the first shot of the hurricane, I think it's called, which is the song. Yeah, the it's, it's the Coney Island cyclone. cyclone. I don't know why they're like, oh, it's reopening. Like they needed an excuse to go to Coney Island. The cyclone has was closed for like a year because they were retracking it. But well, yeah, but that happens all the time. It's not like yeah. oh, well, this is we're celebrating the inventor of the electric roller coaster. I'm like, what is it? So it's a powered coaster. It's not even a credit. I don't think I. It doesn't even seem like it is though. It just seems like a normal wooden roller coaster. It's literally the Coney Island cyclone. Well, also, kudos to them for actually showing upstop wheels yeah, on this thing. Yeah. I noticed that. I was like, they have side stop wheels and upstop wheels. No. Yeah. And um, another detail I noticed, I sent, I sent, I sent you a picture as we were watching the episodes was the safety sign in the background. Safety sign in the rest area, which is funny. Riders must be free from high blood pressure, heart, back, or neck problems, motion sickness, or other conditions. But also, the one thing I pointed out was the hurricane has terrible capacity. Oh yeah, yeah, it does. It can only. It Why can is only this train not longer? Only, I thought Rip Ride Rocket had bad capacity, but 
Well, Rip Ride Rocket has a million friggin' brake runs. Yeah, it does have a million brake runs. I hate that ride so much. <laughs> it's literally just brake run the ride. I haven't been on it in forever. Be happy you haven't. It is so painful. I haven't been on it for. Well, I'm I'm not happy I haven't been on it in forever because I haven't been to Universal Florida in forever. Oh yeah, that's that's a different topic. Yeah, <laughs> that's a whole other story. That's but a like, whole other series of traumatizing events. But like, I love how the but so goes so basically like, the oh, background version of the hurricane is just like a generic wavy line with like the cat catwalk rails. But then the coaster yeah. itself. It has like the, the anti rollback sounds and everything, and I'm like, dang. Yeah, oh, really they did their act. homework. Well, because of course they're representing the actual Cody Island, which is obviously a real place. Um, the the main park there now is Luna Park, which is uh, run by Zamperla, and they uh, most of the rides there, um, at least most of the more modern rides, are from Zamperla. Yeah, so they're either um, just including there. the including the Thunderbolt roller coaster, which is in this. It is in this. Just yeah, you second. can see it in one of the shots. And it's uh, there's obviously like a spinning wild mouse. And I love, I know we're kind of going out of order, but I love the gag that they do with the spinning wild mouse where uh, the Beyonder, who's of course the villain in this episode. Is, is the Beyonder um, supposed to be queer coded? Because I get the vibes. I, it feels like it. I mean. He <laughs> <laughs> definitely Oh yeah, he's oh, awesome. Yeah. By the way, he's a very cool character. Oh, he's he is such a such a fa- he's such a fantastic antagonist. I love the Beyonder he, so he much. He doesn't seem to be evil. He just seems to be stupid. No, he's just he's Q. He is Q. Yeah, he is Q from Star Trek. That is who he is. He's not like gonna he's... kill anybody. He's just there. No, he's just doing this for shits and giggles. Yeah, he thinks it's funny. Because he, he, at yeah. one point, he rollercoaster tycoons a track piece. Yeah, I was just gonna say, and um, and Moon Girl has to go save everyone. Lunella as Moon Girl, of course, has to go save everyone. And Yo, is the, the ride the, operator like? like a, it's... Is the ride operator? Yeah, unusual condition. Hit the e stop, you dummy! Hit e stop. Hit the e stop, you dummy! What are you doing? Why were there three trains allowed to go over this truck, over this track jump? Yeah, like, first of all, where are the block breaks? There's no car distancing. Well, for those of you who are unfamiliar, a block section is a zo- is a... <laughs> How linked Hang on, hang on, I'm gonna pull up, I'm gonna pull up the whole spiel. Hang on, hang on, I'm gonna pull up the whole spiel. I was gonna... I- there we go. For those of you who are unfamiliar, a block zone is a section of ride that only one train may occupy. At the end of a block zone is a method to stop a train in case the block zone ahead is still occupied. This is the safety system that prevents roller coaster trains from colliding with one another. Like, for example, Space Mountain oh, yeah. has like a gazillion <laughs> block zones. Yeah, it does. That's one of the most complicated rides ever made. Because <laughs> there's one literally like right after the lift, like right before you get on the first drop. Yeah. Oh, yeah. Well, there's not even really a first drop. It's just slopes. Like, if you're... Space it's Mountain just, literally... It turns, it's a couple of drops and a couple of hills. Yeah, it's... 
Honestly, though, like you get some good ejector airtime on Space oh, yeah. Mountain. It's, it's really it's fun in the back row. Florida Space Mountain is super fun in the back row. Disneyland's is fun, but it just feels boring compared to. And and if you think back row on a on a six row one across train is kind of a weird thing to say, yeah, there's a huge difference in the back row. Then baby, you need to ride the Hurricane at Old Town in Kissimmee. Oh my gosh, that ride is insane. <laughs> It feels like that is the most sketchy piece of crap I've ever ridden, and I love it. It's, it's so, so it, fun for the for the listeners that aren't re- coaster enthusiasts. This Do you thing remember that been... roller coaster that fell into the ocean because of Hurricane Sandy? Yeah, this is the same model. Yeah, this is not that coaster, by the way. They didn't. I believe <laughs> it's, the yeah, trains... it's the same. It's the same. It's a mirrored layout, but it's the same. Yeah manufacturer it's the same style of ride so this thing used to be a uh wild adventures in georgia and yeah they didn't wild want adventures. it anymore they didn't want yeah. it anymore yeah you know it's bad when wild adventures doesn't want to coast. but also wild adventures is having financial like it Hershen is like screw those guys they give them money to take care of the animals and that's about it rmc the wooden coaster. I don't know why this hasn't happened yet. Because they tore it down. Oh, they tore it down. It's just gone. Yeah. Well, that wouldn't stop them. If the foundations yeah. are still there, are the, are yeah, the, the foundation. Still there? Yeah, the footers in the. So station. they can still do it. The they, don't, they, don't, they don't need. The, they don't need the actual structure. They just need the oh. foundations. That's the most expensive part. But like we were saying, it feels like the Iron works... Wazzy cost SeaWorld $9 million, and you're telling me Hershen can't get a small scale RMC at Wild Adventures? Come it's on. Not, 9 million is a lot. <laughs> 9 million is not a lot for a major new coaster. True. You know how much your average BM goes for? Yeah. Imagine how much 20 money. 20 mil. Gonna, imagine how much money they're going to have to put into the surf coaster trains because they're going to be under so much stress. I don't know. I think I think they. I here's the thing with the surf coaster. I think they would not have done that if they didn't have a good plan for oh, how yeah. it was going to work. But also, I, I'm. But also, only a couple people have ridden it yet, so yeah. we don't know. Like we were saying, the coaster at Fun Spot. Literally, the brakes are just like they don't work. It feels like <laughs> it just flies through the layout. They just have one train. They just have one train. It's this one little six passenger train. It's 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 three rows of two. You just seatbelt, lap bar, hold on for dear life. Those yeah. hairpin turns are They let like, me You thought you thought your average wild mouse was insane. Like no, that is it... nothing compared to this piece of crap. It does have two trains. Its second train is just sitting under Mind Blower. Oh, okay. Yeah, that makes I think sense. they're working on it, but it's like okay. Mind Blower. Well, it sucks, never needs two trains because nobody knows that thing is there. Yeah, but there's hills on this thing that you are you don't slam back into the seat and still the thing flattens out because it's, it's like, back to it's back. It's like hills. on one end of the it's like like on one end of the spectrum you have like rides like Velocicoaster and Iron Gwazi and Cosmic Rewind, and on the other end of the spectrum you have the Hurricane and the Phoenix at Nobels, which is throw you out of your seat, bonk. Well, but that still like actually feels like something that's safe and should exist. Yeah, I when I went to ride that, it when it went over. The and, first, and for the like... record, I'm not saying that the hurricane is unsafe. Far from <laughs> it. Of course, it's safe, but it doesn't feel safe. <laughs> if you if you ever get a chance, listeners, go to Nobel's at in. I forget where it is. It's somewhere. 
Pennsylvania. Yeah. Um, you'll you'll immediately like at first I regretted my decision. I was like, oh, it went down the first drop and up the first like hill, and I was like, oh, it's just a wooden coaster. And then I saw the bunny hills, and I was like, oh dear god. <laughs> um. But yeah, so basically, um, because Lunella got lost when she was little, at, um, when she and Mimi were going to Coney Island, and she ended up going into this fun house and was traumatized by it, she hates Coney Island. Um, yeah, just because she hates one ride there. Yeah, well, it's not even a ride. And again, like, this park has, like, a million people in it at all times, and yet this this old fun house is completely abandoned, and yet this thing hasn't been torn down and replaced with a Nathan's yet. Sorry, a David's, I mean. Um, <laughs> Nathan's hot dogs aren't popular in New York. What do you mean? Are, like, I thought they were from New York. Well, well, yeah, I know, I know. I'm saying tear down the funhouse, replace it with another Nathan's. Oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. You said a David's. Yeah. Well, no, David's is what it is in the actual sh- like, like David's is what is in the show. Oh, yeah, yeah. Okay. Because they that's can't the, use that's the that. obvious. That's the obvious stand-in. I think they even, like, point out it like, yeah, you know what this is supposed to be, but we can't use it. And, like, the people, like, when they do this flashback scene, everyone is, like, not moving. This flashback yeah. scene is very interestingly animated. Well, and and they do this a lot with the extras, uh, where the extras don't usually have to move, or if it is, it's a very kind of, uh, it's it's like, it's very stylized, and that's what I really love about this show is just the way that it all works kinetically. It's such a, such a, it's it's it's. It's very unconventional, but it's so damn cool. I love everything yeah. about this show. Oh my and god! And also, it's, like, oh, I they, love it. They have like these title cards. Like the episode will cut to commercial break. Do they? Normally, oh yeah. Do they normally have Moon Girl and Devil Dinosaur in them, or is it just this episode that was blank? Oh, uh, they normally have Moon Girl and Devil Dinosaur in them. Yeah, they were just blank in uh-huh. this episode. I thought they all had that. Okay, if that's interesting. No, they're all blank because oh. she keeps getting like transported in and out by uh Oh, okay. Maybe I just wasn't paying attention to that. That that would make sense actually. Uh I love title card gags. I love stuff like that. Yes. Um So basically, uh, in this episode, um uh, Beyonder is Beyonder finds out that Lunilla is at the park and is also like terrified and he's like okay well i'm gonna learn about fear uh, and and the whole time lunella's thinking that she needs to just just you know get over her fear um and she's she's trying and just failing like she's trying to act like she's not scared but she is yeah uh, this episode doesn't like it doesn't beat her down either it's like no it's okay to be scared well yeah exactly and that's what she ultimately realizes is no, I'm scared, but I'm still going to do what I need to do. Yeah. And that's a lot of that's a thing a lot of shows have a problem with. It's like, no, it's not okay to be scared. You have to get over your fear. Like her fear is justified, too. She was a little kid that had this have scarred her. Right. Well, again, at least she didn't end up going down into a underground tunnel where there was a copy of her. 
Oh, well, place. yeah, true. It also reminds me of the Are You Afraid of the Dark episode where the Hagrid knockoff shows up back up. Well, I'm just going to say once again, uh, when is Disney going to do a haunt event? Because I want this fun house at a haunt Oh, yeah. Event. Disney, please do a Pixar haunt event. Pixar Pier. Come on. You literally have the terrifying Ferris wheel that Luna Park actually has. I feel like if what? Disney ever did a haunt event, it would be at DCA and Studios because Studios yeah. still has empty space. Studios should absolutely have a haunt event. Because then, like, you know, then you, it would be Hallow Scream that uh, Sir Henry's and um, Halloween Horror Nights, of course. Yeah, and Horror Nights, of course. Yeah. I, I feel like that was one that doesn't need to be mentioned. It's so famous. <laughs> the, the famous one that I'm not allowed to go to because. The, 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 the one that's all IP. Yeah, that one. But, like, uh, have we ever got... I feel like this is the perfect show to do a parody of something like that. Yeah. Well, and they kind of... I mean, oh my goodness. The When when the Beyonder freezes time and um, and Casey snaps out of it, but... Um, oh my... Then there's, like, all the zombie park patrons. And then they're Again. Just, their eyes are just gone. Gone. They're, they're just... Again, teeth. Jordan Peele movie i swear they are literally when they showed up i went what the it's hell so good oh my god it's so good i love it i i am a huge horror fan and i love it when there's a really good horror scenario set at a theme park yeah final destination is not one of those i love i final destination is not one of those and neither is fucking escape from tomorrow don't get me started on Escape from Tomorrow, the movie that was illegally filmed. I hate Disneyland. Escape from Tomorrow. That stupid bullshit. It's so bad. It's such a bad movie. It's like, it's not interesting. There's nothing coherent about this story. None of it makes any sense. It's just, uh, it's just sad. It's a, it's a middle-aged dude who's having a midlife crisis, leering at these teenage girls that he's following around the park inexplicably coast hopping yeah inexplicably going from dca to disneyland to epcot to magic kingdom and it never is never like oh this is a different park it's just one park yep i love going to. oh well, no they do park. they do call out epcot but then they but then for some reason when they go ride soar they're inexplicably in line for soar over california it's like yeah don't they dude at, at why the would you go to why would you go to california adventure to film anything Literally, just use the Canadian Pavilion with the waterfall if you really wanted to say it was Disneyland. <laughs> you come in like, this is Grizzly Well, Peak. no, it was supposed to be Disney World. Yeah. And also, it's like... A I don't want to talk about Escape from Tomorrow yeah. anymore. Let's talk about the good the good thing about uh, about facing your fears at a, at a theme park. So basically, after um, a bunch of rides and having to save everyone on the Wild Mouse Coaster that they'd be on a mess with... Um, Beyonder realizes that, um, he needs to, um, well, he, he technically doesn't need to do anything, but, um, he gets the idea to basically, um, give Lunella the challenge to, um, find Mimi within the park, hidden, obviously, in the funhouse, because Lunella's biggest fear is losing someone she loves. Yeah, which is wholesome. 
And even like I want yeah. I forgot to mention how Mimi is like the greatest character, one of the best animated. She and you haven't seen the season finale yet. No, I haven't. It's teased at the end of this episode what happens yeah. next, and oh, it's so good. You should go watch it like right after we're done recording because he just says he just oh, says they're coming for it's... you, and it's so weird <laughs> without context. Yeah, yeah. But also, Devil Dinosaurs. I still can't believe they ended on the cliffhanger they did. But anyway, um... also we forgot to mention that Devil Dinosaur is doing his own doing his own thing. <laughs> Yeah, because Lunella calls him and then, like, gets zapped away by the Beyonder and her phone breaks, by the way. Um, and so he's trying to get to Cody Island the whole episode and he ends up getting on the wrong ferry and goes to Staten Island. Yeah, and the lady is like, you're going to Staten Island. But also he's Cody afraid gets of stung swimming. by a bunch of jellyfish. Yeah, he's afraid of swimming. Well, he's afraid of... He's afraid of swimming in the in the water that's connected to the ocean, I guess, because of the jellyfish, which I guess there are no, um, I guess there's no uh, jellyfish in the East River. New yeah. Yorkers, can you confirm? I don't think there's jellyfish in the East River. <laughs> yeah, probably not. There's uh, definitely pink slime. Yeah. But yeah, I just I, I love I love the mixtape. Obviously, it's it's yeah. so cool. I mean, every single mixtape in this show is incredible. Um, also, this the song like, that plays over like the cl- like later the end. Well, credits. yeah, that's the mixtape. Oh, oh, the credits. It sounds very familiar, and I and I think they played it at mm. not so scary at one point. <laughs> Maybe. Because I thought it was the Haunted Mansion music for a second. I was like, oh, no way. They're playing the Haunted Mansion music. It could probably be inspired by the Haunted Mansion. That wouldn't be... True. That wouldn't be surprising. Um, So basically, she, like, has to fight this terrifying clown that comes to life. And and it has, like, these red glowing eyes. And yeah. And this super exaggerated teeth it's cartoonish while still being terrifying i would be scared of that if i was a kid oh yeah i'm low-key scared of it as an adult <laughs> <laughs> but if like she saves uh, uh she saves mimi of course yeah and uh he's like oh well you you did it and um, apparently, while all of this was happening, um, Beyonder gave Mimi a tour of Cody Island. At least that's what yeah. uh, Mimi thinks happened. But she just kind of like, this is a ride. Wee. Yeah. Uh, but ultimately, like we said, Lunella realizes that, no, I, I am scared, and that's okay as long as I... Uh, as long as I can, can get through that. Yeah, and the devil dinosaur also gets over his fear, too. Yes, he gets over his fear of, of the jellyfish. and But he's rewarded by being able to participate in the hot dog eating contest. And he eats the whole table. And I was like, no, and she's like, oh, well, that's a, that's a shame. Yeah. You know? Like the, the thing is, it's supposed to be, you know, you're supposed to have a little bit of that feeling of fear. I mean, granted... 
I'm a seasoned roller coaster rider. Unless we're talking about the uh, the that hurricane thing we were talking about earlier, <laughs> I don't get scared on roller coasters, or or maybe X two. I mean, again, I, I I will jump on that no problem, but it still is a little intimidating, you know. And that's part yeah, of the fun of it. Like the cyclone isn't the scariest roller coaster out there, but for somebody who isn't an experienced roller coaster enthusiast, it could be the scariest thing to them. Oh yeah, because it is. That's why I always, I, I always find. Well, I always find it adorable when kids are like, "Oh my gosh, I did so Norse mind trade. I was so brave." I'm like, "Oh, you conquered that." Yeah, because like it. Seven Dwarfs. Mind Meanwhile, trade. I'm over here like I'm gonna go to Bush Gardens tomorrow, and I'm gonna go ride Iron Glossy. <laughs> I'm gonna ride the tallest coast. Uh, the. The forty second tallest coaster ride. in the state. Yeah, the forty second. Because, like, Iron Gwazi's how how many feet of track, and it gets through that in 47 seconds? Mm-hmm. That just shows you how fast it is. <laughs> oh, yeah. Best coaster, go ride it if you can. Not a paid promotion. This is a Disney podcast. Now, if Disney wants to pay me to sponsor Cosmic Rewinds, I'll uh, gladly do that. Cosmic Rewind is the best. Retheme temporarily give a Moon Girl and Devil Dinosaur overlay to something at the parks. They should have they should have Moon Girl and Devil Dinosaur doing little sign well, I mean maybe not Devil Dinosaur, but they should have Moon Girl at World Discovery doing little science demonstrations. Yeah. Maybe in maybe in a certain pavilion. Yeah. Who has only, a little purple if only they, If only they had... No, not Imagination. I'm thinking Play Pavilion. Oh, yeah, yeah. But then that would be two Marvel things. and <laughs> That would make exactly. the Epcot purists very mad. Which is why they should do it. Oh, yeah. We like making them mad because they're stupid. So, um, do we have anything else to say about this episode before we move on? Not really. I this was my actually the first Moon Girl and Devil Dinosaur episode I've watched since the first one because I haven't really caught up on stuff on Disney okay. Plus. And you now got, I'm gonna go watch the entire it's, thing. It's so good. But our final episode it's is, great. um, of course, since Chandler's on the podcast, we're gonna talk about uh, Ghost and uh, Molly McGee. Do we want to talk about both episodes? Yes, of course, just, or just the theme park episode. Just this one, because although um, there is kind of a theme park related tangent, I will say um, about the other one. But I think I'll save that for the, the, the podcast where we're going to talk about all of the episodes of this first drop of season two. It's... But the episode it's paired with. Yeah, because the episode the episode it's paired with is um, a period piece, and that is about Libby getting her first period and Molly feeling like Andrea and Libby are growing up and leaving her behind. Which I and surprisingly didn't see anyone getting mad at. Yeah, because people got mad about Baymax, but not about this. So and turning red, they got mad about that. Yeah, I guess this is much less high profile as those. Well, yeah, true. But also, I want Sunnyland to be real. What? Yeah. Sunnyland, we can ride a rainbow roller coaster. 
Yes, the rainbow rainbow roller coaster. Well, I mean, there is a ride where you can go down Rainbow Road. Yeah, but it's a slow moving dark ride. Um. So yeah, basically, um. So a couple of things. Um. You keep cutting in and out. Um. With a. Oh, um, um, is that okay? Yeah. Um, so we're we're gonna come back to this episode on my show when we actually talk about it um, next month with a very special guest. Can't say who yet, but it's gonna be cool. Um, but so I'm this excited. episode, basically, the McGees are about to go on vacation. What? I'm excited for that. What'd you say? The episode. I'm excited for that episode. Oh, did I tell you who I got? Yeah. Obviously, cut this out. Yeah, you did. Yeah, who's that's awesome. Um, that, yeah, that, yeah, but, that's so. I'm so excited. He's he's gonna be so cool. Uh, but anyways, um, so this episode, the McGees are about to go on vacation to Sunnyland, um, because apparently Sharon is still having a gig pig, and yet they have enough money to go on vacation, which yeah. leads me to believe that at the very least they don't have to pay their mortgage anymore because all of that money was raised during the. Uh, season one finale, uh, not season one finale, but close to the season one finale, like episode 18. Or Scratch robbed another bank. Why did you suddenly get echoey? <laughs> I, or Scratch robbed another bank. What just happened? <laughs> <laughs> my, my mic has a setting. Right it was a credit union. That. Well, you know. <laughs> He still stole money. <laughs> um, he, he, he stole money from a credit union. Uh, but anyways, um, they find out that the park is closed because of a once-in-a-century rainstorm that flooded the park. For some reason. Fort Lauderdale. And so their vacation's canceled. Yeah, is sounds Sunnyland about right. In... This is why you don't build a theme park in Miami. Is Sunnyland in Fort Lauderdale? I don't know. It would have to be somewhere that's susceptible to that, but I don't know. Utah. Sunnyland actually bought out castles and coasters. Ah, that makes sense. Why are they going all the way to Utah, though? That doesn't make any sense. Why else go to Utah? I will say I, will say I appreciate that they, um, they kind of... I mean, we don't ever actually see what the park really looks like. We kind of just see the illustrations of it, which are very Mary Blair. And, of course, this yeah. whole episode was a love letter to the artwork of Mary Blair, which mm. is super cool. Yeah, you can tell even, that even... <clears throat> the people working on these shows are so obviously, like, a super huge fans of the parks. And they have to be like, of course. Please, let, please let us do a theme park episode, please. Uh, and so basically what ends up happening is because the park is closed and everyone's, everyone's bummed out, Molly, being Molly, is like, okay, I got to fix this. And she ends up basically... Um, doing her best to recreate the park experience at home. Which we all did goes, during the pandemic, so we feel you, Molly. Which I I have a feeling that that's exactly where this plot came from, and I yeah. really do appreciate that a lot, because it's, it's great. I love it. Apparently that's where they got the inspiration for You Are the Magic, was cast members and fans doing the rides from home. Too bad the rest of that show wasn't good. <laughs> <laughs> I'm glad it's gone. Happily Ever After is Go see back. Happily Ever After. Yes, Happily Ever After. Um, 
the the problem is um molly's done such a great job at faithfully recreating the park experience that her family basically starts to kind of you know just treat her like she's a park employee and not really <laughs> no no they, they, they kind of forget that this was supposed to be a vacation she was going on to yeah, it becomes super meta of how some guests... And at, and at first, she's that. having a great time doing this, but, you know, at first, she's having a great time doing this, uh, and she's, ha- you know, she's enjoying just making her family happy, but ultimately, it gets to be too much, and I think that is definitely relatable. There were a lot of parts in this episode where I'm like, oh my god, I feel so seen. <laughs> it's like... There Specifically are... the part where... Where Pete is like, do you have these in blue? And Molly's like, these are blue. Well, they look more like a teal. Passholders. Like, be really? Like, Walt Disney World annual passholders <laughs> be like, we'll uh, be here yes. next week. It doesn't matter if they don't have them in blue. Yeah. Tree cast members with respect people for crying out loud. Yeah, that's all we're asking, really. Uh, <laughs> they cannot. I, I, they cannot I love, turn I love the working rain off. at the parks. I, yeah, they can't turn the rain off. I, I love working at the parks. I really do. But uh, you know, you know how it is. If you yeah. if you've ever worked in a guest service job, you know how it is. When I worked at Bush Gardens, I'm gonna cut this out. People had brought Animal Kingdom tickets and then yelled at us saying we were lying. What? Scams them out of their money. This is not Animal Kingdom, you idiots! We have animals, but we don't have Joe Rody. Yep. But, like, Molly Molly really gets the feel of working at a theme park, so I guess they won't work, she won't work at their local Six Flags over the summer. Probably not. Oh, hold on one sec. I gotta, I gotta go move my car. Okay. <sighs> I'll be back in like two minutes. Okay, I'm gonna pause the recording. But honestly, with the current state of the Six Flags Corporation, I wouldn't want to work for them either. I don't know what they're doing at this point. I mean, I guess at least I mean, I mean, okay, adding family coasters is definitely a good idea. But like, yeah, but where it's are they still getting Six this... Flags? Where are they getting this money? They apparently don't have any. I don't know. <laughs> they're laundering money. You know, that wouldn't surprise me. <laughs> but, like, Cedar Fair is having issues, too. They're going to close California's Great America. I I still don't know what... I I feel like maybe they're having second thoughts about that. Uh, really? Because they're adding a new ride. So, yeah. that makes sense. Because, I mean, it's their property. They could be like, no, we don't want to close it anymore. Yeah, well, it's possible they could be trying to find a buyer or something. I don't know. Yeah, I could see them trying to sell it to C's. Or Hershend. Or Hershend. C's could buy it and make it a Bush Gardens. Just without the a Bush Gardens Adventure Park kind of thing. So, like, I mean, there's the pandemic screwed up a lot of theme park things. Yeah, that's the biggest thing. It's, we're still feeling that. So did Sunnyland have issues too well as far as i can tell the pandemic never happened in the in the ghost of my we know it happened in the big city greens universe 
which is weird that it happened there. Yeah. Yeah, well, um, it lagged out again. This campus Wi-Fi is dying. Uh, so I don't even know if it got any of that. Oh, uh, about the big city greens universe. Yeah. Um. Yeah, it is. It is so weird that that was a thing. That show is pretty cute, though. I don't hate that show. Yeah, I I like that show. I I'm not caught up on it at all, but I don't. I I I I'm still so annoyed when uh, when they announced the Big City Greens was getting another season. People were like, "Oh, and you gave this another season and not the Owl House." I'm like, "You guys, it's 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 not even remotely related." Yeah, the Owl House was canceled because Disney wants series they can rerun out of order with no issue. And the Owl House still wasn't canceled. It was never canceled. It got a shortened third season order. It got a short third season order of the three hour-long specials. It was not canceled. Cancellation implies that they entirely halted production at the end of a season when they were expecting yet another order of episodes. Yeah, it was more just cut short. Yeah, it was shortened. It was not canceled. It still got to have a proper conclusion. Unlike some shows, unfortunately. unfortunately. <laughs> Milo Murphy's Law. You know, I'm yeah. sorry. The the Owl House fandom acts like the Milo Murphy's Law fandom should act as far as that goes. Yeah. I'm, got, I'm gonna say it. They got one of the greatest animated shows I have ever seen. Honestly. But they can't be happy. No offense to them, but it's just, you know. Well, okay, and I was having a conversation with someone who actually was very cool that I meet at the Emporium because I she was wearing, like, Gravity Falls. She was wearing a Gravity Falls hat, and we ended up chatting for a while. The problem with the Owl House fandom is that most of them are young. Yeah, they don't Most they of don't them understand. are young. They don't, they under- don't really know how the industry works, yeah. and they're very passionate. And that's great. Keep being passionate because right, but also learn how the industry works. Yeah, but and also don't, don't just... think every single thing is like some personal vendetta or something like that because it's not. Yeah, but also Disney is off wasting money on things that they don't even announce, like that journey to the center of the earth thing they threw on Disney. Yeah, what, what, what was that a thing? I had never where heard did... anything about that. Sounds like oh, not Disney Plus. From? What? Where did this come from? <laughs> I heard it's terrible. I heard it's like really bad. <laughs> I know I heard they were doing Swiss Family Robinson, but I had never heard they were doing a new journey to the center of the earth. What? I think it's foreign. I think they bought it. Oh, uh, maybe. But anyway, go to Molly McGee. Uh, yeah. So, but, oh my gosh, just the, the, the bit at the end where um, Molly ends up uh, finally like just like, like she's trying to set up some light show thing next to this um, indoor kiddie pool she set up, which is a terrible idea. The mainstream electrical parade. Basically, and the whole thing falls apart. And even even then, she's like, I ruined your vacation. And her family's like, yeah, we screwed up. And they apologize to her. And then um they kind of re- um set everything back up but how you know put, put up a big sign that says thank you molly and it's, it's like just like oh 
but also like that was the perfect chance to do a main street electrical parade reference like it's the end of the, their 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 it's the end of the night they could have had a nighttime spectacular <laughs> they could have had a reference to something molly yeah. could have wheeled out a plastic but I think, globe but i think it was more important to do the bit that basically is like a, a big thank you to cast members yeah that's really what that felt like to me and that yeah. just that made me very I, I just happy. feel like i just feel like that falling apart would have been funnier as a main street electrical parade jab you know and i think i think kind of the the biggest lesson that any cast member or anyone that works at any theme park could take away from this is uh well obviously you can't run the entire park by yourself never be afraid to ask for help and make sure you actually take some time to you know enjoy not just the park but just life outside of work don't make work your entire identity because it's not going to be good for you. Yeah. You know, it, 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 you need a, a proper work-life balance. You really yeah. do. But you also have to be able to afford that balance. Well, yes, that's true. Which has thankfully been resolved by, for now. Yeah. Yeah, there, there's a whole weird thing with that, that I'll tell you that later. <laughs> it's, it's, it, I don't understand it. <laughs> but um, do you have any thoughts before we wrap this episode up? Uh, I love that episode. I can't wait to talk about it even more. I'm going to do probably a whole video really jumping into discussing it. Um, I don't know how long that's going to take me, but I want to do it. Um, yeah, that's about it. All right. Thank you, Chandler, for joining me for, on this episode. Um, oh, you're welcome. Thank you I, for having me. Also, I can't believe I'm already on my fourth season of this podcast uh, somehow because I split them into 15 episodes. So, What's almost, a season? What's a podcast? <laughs> what's, a, what's a season? I've just, kept, I've just kept making episodes. What episode am I on right now? Like over, I'm done over 60 episodes at this point. Oh, yeah. I'm, uh, we think we started around the same time. Yeah, I think we did. But, um, yeah, thank you for joining me. The best of luck with your podcast. Uh, thank you. This episode will be published when I finish editing it because it's almost exam time. And Well, Tron yeah. Month is supposed to be happening, um, if I were doing plugs. Tron Month is supposed to be happening right now. Unfortunately, due to schedule constraints and, and people going on vacations, uh, it's has been delayed. It should still be coming out this month. We're planning on getting the first couple of main parts and turn those around pretty quickly and have all of it out by the end of the month because I still have other podcasts I want to release in May after Fraud Month is supposed to be over. Um, but in the meantime, you can follow me on Twitter at Starport97, at the YouTube channel Starport97, where I make videos about theme parks and uh, have also been recently just making um, little Ghost and Molly McGee edit videos where people send in clips, or not clips, um, where people send in quotes and I just, it's a quote compilation, basically. It's one of those kind of videos. They're very simple to make, but yes. they're a lot of fun and I enjoy making them. So I love seeing I'm probably going to keep doing that. Um, yeah, they're super fun to do. Um, the next one will be about Andrea Davenport. Um, I'm probably going to start cutting that together soon, but I might give it another day. I don't know. Cause I already have like so many quotes for that. Everybody loves Andrea Davenport. So I've got a lot of material already. I think I could probably just make it right now, but if you're listening to this and that episode has already come out, 
Uh, just check on, on YouTube to see what the most recent one is, because I should have the information about whatever the next one is. I'm going to do more than just the, the character videos, so just, just go check out my YouTube channel. And you can listen to every episode of my podcast, The Podcast Without a Cool Acronym, wherever podcasts may be heard.